if you take this to its extreme, right here, we're, we're not just talking about the, di the discipline of a soldier waking up and living a, a regimented life. That's a mechanical one. Right. Well, but still necessary, still required. It's we, absolutely we need necessary. Soldiers. We I'm, need, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not uh, but, denigrating but, it, but, but it's, there's more to it. Is you're what I'm looking saying. at, at something at the highest levels, right? Like Correct. you're seeing what does it take to be at the highest levels? QR Lab. My name's Kuldeep Tagore, and I'm here with my main man. Amr Zeki. How you doing today? Great. How are you? Tell me a little bit about the lab. What are you doing the in here? The lab. <clears throat> so the lab is a forum for us to question what we think reality is and to go on a quest. Go on a quest. On a quest? Like a tribe? Like a tribe called Quest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, this is a free-form discussion where we, you know, QR standing for questioning reality, but we're on a quest to try to understand. We want to broach topics that are difficult, complex, maybe even sometimes really simple, but they seem simple, but like most things, they're actually, there's actually deeper levels. So... That's kind of what we're doing here. We don't promise any answers. We just will bring up the questions and we look forward to your comments and we look forward to engaging and, and continuing the discussion. Today, we're going to have to get a little disciplined. Yes. So, I you know, I think that discipline is just kind of an essential... Um, it's an an essential facet of human existence. You have to be disciplined. There is no success in life without discipline. Now, you could take it to various extremes. Uh, you can take it to the form of it actually requiring punishment, right? It's, it's, it can almost be a form of punishment. It's right? called disciplinary action, right? Right, exactly. It's used in many different ways. Right, right? oh, okay, well, you stepped out of line. Well, now You, you get, will be disciplined. Right, you'll be punished. But uh, people you know, have developed discipline, um, for example, you know, to do anything that requires rigorous effort um, in education, for example, requires an intent, for most people, requires an intense amount of study, it requires <coughs> planning, it requires waking up early in the morning and forcing yourself to do things you don't like to do, forcing yourself to, pushing yourself to stay in line, so to speak, so that Whatever it is you're setting out to accomplish can and will be accomplished. This is not easy. This is not easy. Yeah, there's a philosophical idea. Many philosophers have actually talked about this, which is, um, especially there's some Islamic philosophers um, who, who've talked about this, the main proponent of it. I'm not sure exactly which of them it was, whether it was Al-Farabi or Ibn Rushd, also known as Averroes versus, versus others. But this idea of negation meaning that if you really want to understand something, you have to know it by its contrast or by its negation, meaning that what would the world or your life be like if there was zero discipline, right? So one way of understanding what discipline is and its utility is by seeing what it would be without it, right? So give me an example. What would a typical day be like without human discipline? Could you even <laughs> drive your car down the street? Right? right. It would be utter chaos, right? Right. There'd be no functioning civilization. So it's almost like to have civilization, there needs to be discipline at multiple levels so that technological society can work. But then if you think about it from another angle is, what if you're just hunter-gatherers? You still need discipline. How are you going to eat? How are you going to survive nature? So uh, Yeah, how are you going to survive the winter? Exactly. So it if almost seems like, plan. excuse me, right, uh, Exactly like you said, it seems like just being on planet Earth, you can't really function without some minimum level of discipline. You know, and so people who are undisciplined, their life is just a complete mess. Is, is this against human nature to be disciplined? I mean, I'm sure is it to ensure our success, obviously, as a species, it's required. But think about as, a, as an infant, as a child, discipline must be introduced Right in through the form of time, you're fed at this time. You're you're changed at this time. You're structure. changed at these inner structure. Yeah. So with, within within, 
it's not necessarily natural though. No, no, that's a, that's a good right, point you're mean, bringing. Humans are wild. They're no, no, animals. yeah, yeah. Like, well, uh, it, they're not raised with other humans who who basically ensconce discipline, and then they're going to just be wild animals. Well, that that's an interesting uh, topic, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, it, it, as a form of insight, it, it it seems to be related to the development of the honing of the potential. I I, I misstated that. Let me say it again. It seems like you need discipline in order to not only allow the potential to come out, but to hone it in a direction. So, for example, a child is running around with lots of energy, kinetic and potential, but that energy can be perhaps focused into, say, a sports activity, right? Instead of them running around and causing havoc in the environment, is you take that natural physical energy and that vibrancy of youth and you focus it into a team sport and all of a sudden the child in that discipline allows their natural talents to come forth and next thing you know they're an all-american player and they're a professional athlete i mean it doesn't have to be at that level but the point so, is, so is that you would never really know unless you had some structured activity well you, you you've redirected the energy right and <clears throat> and you've put it into a discipline but um what about the saying spare the rod spoil the child yeah that's a very very interesting one so you're talking about the other aspect of discipline the other meaning of discipline which is yeah the, punishment. The, like the same kid you said that's running around you've te- you've actually done a constructive thing that's what modern psychology yeah. would agree here is that you know hitting kids beating them is actually even though that's the most ancient of of child rearing techniques yeah. right yeah. is I mean, I certainly was raised with this sort of uh, yeah. physical discipline. Um, <clears throat> I think it's still very common amongst many, yeah. you know, cultures, enclaves, whatever. That that you 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 have to, um, but I don't. I don't think you do. I think modern psychology is kind of showing that this sort of uh, way of raising children, this sort of discipline, is is actually antithetical to developing a, a you know fully formed person or a well balanced homeostatic yeah individual. that's that's really negative discipline i mean that's something you want to avoid is having that level because that, that causes a lot of trauma so and damage to negative <clears throat> discipline versus positive discipline well yeah i mean like for example like you said you take a child and you give a motivation to say you know what stop you know breaking the house right with your you know uh well why don't we go and actually take the ball outside you know, I mean, these are simple examples. Like, let's pass the ball outside instead of, you know, breaking the picture frames or whatever, running wild. Uh, so discipline, the broadest sense is this. What happens without discipline and what can happen without with discipline, excuse me. So without discipline, you really can't function in life because almost everything requires a certain minimum degree of discipline, Right. But now if you take it to higher levels and say your personal life, some aspect of your personal life that needs work, or let's say your own career, your own job absolutely needs discipline, right? You have to be structured and disciplined. The, the problem becomes is when there's so much discipline. You're too rigid. You, you become break. like a robot. Exactly. Yeah. You become like a robot and you lose the enchantment and magic in life. And that's what I'm trying to bring back, right? So you become... And by the way, I see this with people. They're running around. They have not, not even a second to chat with you. They just they go from one task to the other. That destroys your presence and your enjoyment of your work environment or whatever it is you're doing. Everybody's just running around. Everybody's busy. They're trying to do the next thing and the next thing so they can get you know the work done and go home. You're actually not present when you're like that. Because when you encounter another human being, if you don't stop and greet them and look them in the eye, you you've just you're you're all you're thinking about is your task. You are a robot at that moment. You cease to be fully human. But sometimes that discipline is required exactly. in order to get the job exactly. done. Like so, think in the military, if that's right, if people <clears throat> didn't have that level of discipline, it's almost like chaos, right? You need balance. I guess what yeah. I'm saying is, if you're running around, you have an emergency, or you have you have a, a procedure that's at a certain time. Of course, you can't sit and 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 you know and spend time with somebody. You have to you know say, listen, I apologize, I have to run which is totally fine. Um, but there are people who are not really present at work. At the, they're just there to do the task and move to the next one and move to the next one and the next one. And, uh, you, you know, you don't have that engagement. Um, and that's fine. You know, they get things done, but there's no magic. There's no, you know, community. There's no connection. 
Or if it is, it's very flimsy. Well, you know, in um, the the discipline of medicine, since we you know we're most familiar with that, I mean, it's it, it's very clear why discipline is required because you're trying of course, to right. manage a very complex situation, the human organism. Well, it's which a very is, serious operation. It, it is yeah. serious. So people's lives are at stake at times, and um, th- there is a hierarchy that might be required. The hierarchy is not required to put people in their place necessarily but it's required because otherwise who's running the show i mean there has to be a captain on the ship well there's consequences there has to be a pilot to the plane yeah there's consequences there's gonna be a general to the the soldiery i mean right because what you're talking about is consequences to decision making right there's a decision that has to be made a judgment that has to come forward and that results in actions which have certain effects and consequences. So somebody has to be responsible, right? So that there is a chain of command that exists in the military. It exists in, in the in the clinical practice of medicine as well, right? The buck stops with, you know, the doctor or the attending or what have you. <clears throat> it doesn't absolve people of their responsibilities as, say, trainees or whatever, but still, it is a complex operation. But this applies to so many fields. Like when you ride an airplane, there's a captain and there's a co-captain, Right. There's somebody who's making the ultimate decisions, um, and, and, and in a family, right? You may have you know husband and wife. They're you know co-decision makers. Sometimes they agree, sometimes they disagree. But the buck has to stop with them, right? It's, you're not going to hold the children responsible, right? Right. They're the ones who are the adults who have the uh, have to carry that yoke, right? The burden of responsibility. So. But even in law, right? Even in con- even in our Congress, even in our judicial system, there there's a discipline, but almost it's referred to maybe as decorum, right? And when it when it falls, when it breaks down, like sometimes we're seeing images inside our own Congress in the United States here of Congress people right. fighting with each other, calling each other yelling names. Yelling at each other, right. Yelling at each other. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's really bad. Can you yeah. imagine the scenario in the medical field where you know two yeah. doctors are yelling at each other? I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I'm sure it sure. has. Yeah. But it's disgusting when it happens. Well, it's, yeah. it, it violates our sense of, um, I guess, this. it violates this decorum. It, it is. Decorum is a good word for it because it, it's almost like where have the adults gone, Right. Where have the adults gone? When you have um, people in positions of authority and positions of power, right, regardless of what, what field it's in, and at the highest levels, that is broken down, right? A sense, let's say, of politeness, a sense of respect, a sense of decorum, and then people you know, are yelling at each other. And actually, I've seen videos of, like, a parliament in in, um, in other countries. It's, like it's in amazing, Europe. yeah. They've actually gotten in fistfights. Right. You know, which you look at this and you're thinking, this is a catastrophe. <laughs> you know, because adults, you know, the adult human being should be able to negotiate, especially at the level of policymaking and politics where people are going to have differences of opinion and, and, and value systems, right? Uh, human beings, like maybe our animal ancestors resolve much of their their problems through the violence spoken, well the spoken word is is what we in at least in modern times but but, but even for, right? but, but ultimately <clears throat> i i think you've said this before if we can't agree we've had a discussion and right. we can't agree what's what now is going to happen we just either retreat to our corners correct but in order to propagate, in order to move forward, or in order to make decisions, right. th- there's going to be a clash. Conflict, the clash is yes. most likely going to be violent. Yeah, hopefully it's not. Like, like for example, so the, the the conflict that comes, you have two options. It, it can be violent or nonviolent. And you've mentioned this before with you know uh, Gandhi and Martin Luther King. They did resist through action, and it was very severe action, but it was non nonviolent. But most often we we do resort to to violent disagreement unfortunately and that's something that all people really wish to avoid because nobody wins i mean even if you do win it's a bitter win right so there's this this aspect of resistance right yeah. i mean essentially yeah. what what do you do in nonviolent it, it is uh, it's just resisting 
Yeah, like it's like, not it's non cooperation. The actual word is non cooperation. Exactly, exactly. We will not cooperate with these laws. Right. That's another. We will violate these laws. Yeah. We will not fight. We will not hit you. We'll not throw stones. Right. We'll not commit violent acts. We're going to remain peaceful, but yet we're in defiance. Yeah. That in and of itself requires discipline. I mean. Yes, many of Ga- much of Gandhi's writings is is a discussion about his discipline. That's right. Oh, he was extremely disciplined. Extremely disciplined. I mean, yeah, this 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 concept of, you know, we were talking very broadly, of course, but if you were to hone it down, let's, let's say, you or any person uh, wants to enter a high uh, powered field, a field that is a, a professional field that requires licensing and it's competitive educational process and getting a position is hard like in science and medicine and and, in high-powered law firms and even in in biotech and things like that all of those things require an immense amount of alertness and um, positive regular action within the structure of a disciplined operation right so you figure out for example in order for me to succeed succeed in field x I need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and all the subcategories one, two, and three in order to be able to function at that level. I need this configuration of activity. So, you know, one of the things that as I was writing and thinking about this is, you know, something came to mind that I want to explore with you further and and maybe have you help me with this because it is a bit abstract, which is that there's really three things, three uh, elements to it. Number one is you need a very clear vision and a goal. Right, a stated goal, a stated well, vision. Just, just for a second, just back up a bit. Yeah. What, what exactly are we talking about here? Discipline. Discipline. Correct. Okay, so you're you're defining this now, or you're well. What I'm saying, you're, yeah. you're expanding. You're expanding on this concept of discipline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we, rather than just it being either about punishment or about following a regimen and being rigid with your regimen, we're we're gonna blow this up a little bit. Yeah, there's there's a there's an aspect of it that's that's a little abstract that I've personally experienced and used and, and I feel it works very well. And I'm very interested to hear what you think about okay. it. Um so <clears throat> maybe we're getting into this a little a little too early, but I think it may take time to sort out. So number one is there needs to be if you are being truly disciplined and you want to accomplish something that is very difficult, is hard to get, is you know, a competitive situation. Number one, you need to have a clear vision and a goal, meaning you need to see in your mind's eye a very clear picture of what the end looks like. That that once I accomplish the goal, it looks exactly like that, and it's a very almost like a movie in your mind's eye that you play. You see it clearly, and it is visual. So vision or goal? Yeah, and it has to be very clearly articulated. And often, you know, experts in the field will say it's important to write down exactly what your vision is make a vision board make a vision board. there's there's like whole books and fields you know on this uh, on this aspect the second part of it is and and we can take each one by the way and dissect it and take our time to walk through it as, as you like so see it clearly define it clearly absolutely have a have a have a clear goal and, and have a written down actually have a movie in your head that regularly plays what the end goal looks like okay right so let's say your goal is to build um, you know, uh, buy a uh, some commercial property and build a building that runs your operation, whatever it may be. What you have to see at the very end is that building, what it looks like on the property with the title of your company on top, people walking in and parking and you walking in and showing up to work, sitting in your office. That needs to that movie needs to play in your head every day. Boom, boom, boom. You see it. That that's the end goal. You've achieved the physical manifestation of that vision. Uh, one of my, I'm going to interrupt you. One of my favorite uh, lines in the movie, one of my favorite movies, Lawrence of Arabia, is when one of the military officers is talking to Lord Faisal in his tent. Yeah. And, he's, and he says, the British army is great because of one thing. And one of the, uh, the advisors for Faisal goes, because it has guns. Oh. No, because it has guns. Discipline. Oh. <laughs> no, because it has guns. <laughs> That's very funny. I should don't remember funny, that. It's a very yeah. funny scene, but I, I it, it's, it's, I think it beautifully illustrates 
the difference between what, what some people would, would, would think of how to achieve the goal, right? That's very like, funny. You, actually, you have yeah. one side saying that, well, in order to achieve this, the why we are so great is because we have discipline. He said, no, the reason you're great is because you have guns. You have force, right. Yeah, yeah. you have force. Yeah. You have, you have some, some power. Yeah, that's, that's very funny. It's actually, it's actually true on, on both sides. But yeah, um, so, so that's number one is, is a clearly stated vision and goal. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and then the second part of it is that you need intense effort, intensive action in order to achieve the vision. So, so the vision by itself gets you nowhere, right? It, it does something. It's important. But there needs to be daily action and daily effort in order to get there. And that's the physical activity of, you know, writing the letters, sending the emails, going for, you know, job interviews, raising funds, talking to investors, talking to real estate to get that building, get your company incorporated, whatever your goal is, right? I, I like to call this too pressure, right? Like yeah. Time over pressure, or actually time multiplied by pressure equals the success. If you uh, take, that, take yeah. these two variables, yeah, that's very interesting. The more yeah. pressure you you just keep applying, right? It, 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 not, of course, t to breaking point, right? But no, th but there's there's a healthy amount of pressure, right? Yeah. You apply, and then multiplied by time, absolutely, it's a product, right? Like Alexander Hamilton during the Revolutionary War was trying to get, um, you know, supplies, resources from the Continental Congress, and just couldn't get it. Yeah, and so yeah. he started writing a letter every day, and then right. he's like, well, I'll write two letters a day, up to the point of. You know, I they were inundated with letters and they have yeah, to respond. But right? so, so this is an example. Yeah, pressure. You just kept applying pressure right, right. over time. Those two things are necessary. Persistence. That's you, another. But but yeah. the the aspect of the repeated application right. of effort. It's action. It's it's this is what I you know what I'm saying here is intensive, right? It's intense action, meaning that it's a burden upon you in order to produce the action that leads to whatever the outcome, the desired outcome is. The vision from correct, goal number correct. one. Correct, correct. Because the vision is not going to create itself, right? You're not God. You could just say be, and it is, right? You're you're a fallible, limited creature on a speck of dust, you know, swimming around in the in the galaxy and in, in a potentially infinite universe, right? What are you going to accomplish? So you have to go through this process. Now, the third one is the interesting one. This is the one that is almost mystical in its, <laughs> in its nature, and I don't know how else to describe it, which is as follows, that there needs to be a deep and inner acceptance of the goal as if it has already happened, meaning that you have a sense of acceptance and gratitude as if you've already accomplished the goal, so you accept the success before it physically manifests. And it's a psychological position or psychological posture or configuration that is strange because you you behave, you're, you accept the fact you've already accomplished it even though you haven't. And every day you're going through the, the mundane, you know, onerous, burdensome physical activity of striving for that goal but in, in the inner space, in your inner world, you've already accepted, you you accept now that you've accomplished the goal already. So it's, it's a very, it's an odd way of uh But how is, it different, how is it different than number one? It's very different than number one. Because number one is you have a goal and a vision that you have not yet accomplished. And you're playing this movie in your head, but the, the, there is no acceptance and gratitude that you've already accomplished. But it's very different. It's a different psychological uh, state. Like the secret, ask, believe, receive. So it, like, believe, this is belief. Uh -huh. There's the defining the goal. There's taking action. Mm -hmm. But then you're asking for something else here in, in this concept of discipline. You're asking the, the disciple that they have to have 100% faith. And gratitude and belief. that they've already accomplished it, even though you haven't yet. It's a very strange. But see, if you if you, you know, think you've already accomplished it, could that be a motivational? No, because okay, this is where it gets strange, right? It, it, you somehow have to continue the motivation and functioning. It's almost like parallel tracks in your mind. It's it's like okay, I've already accomplished the goal. I have achieved it, but you haven't really, and you know that at the same time. So you hold these two separate thoughts at the same time. And you continue to push forward until you make it real, 
which is deserving of the gratitude that you've already given it. So it's kind of like Jim Carrey, who writes uh, a million-dollar check, right, when he's a uh, struggling like actor. Right. He, he writes the check, he puts it in his wallet, and he looks wallet. at it every day. Right. That, that's actually kind of like point number one. But I didn't hear him say he's he accepted that he's already won the million. It's in his bank account. He has the money. He, right? That's, that's what he's thinking. Oh, okay. Then that's the he's same. A str- yeah. He's a struggling actor. He's yeah. like, oh, I can write this check because I have the money. It's already there. It's not, but he's thinking. Okay, so that's similar. Yeah. yeah that's similar. Yeah, exactly. And, and the reason I write that as, as an important element and, and something essential. I think it's a level above. Like yeah, you, you're you're, you're bringing is. this in, but you're you're you you've supplemented the the um, correct discussion it, it, and exactly. discipline here. You've kind of given it a nitro, you know. And the reason, the only reason I say this is not because I read it somewhere or it's a theory. I've experienced this repeatedly in my life, and I have specific examples I've actually written down of how that led to an actual physical manifestation in the world. And and they span the domains of both personal and professional life, you know. And and uh, you know, I just say okay. And 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 by the way, if I don't do number three, it's unlikely to happen. It's very strange if I don't engage the operation of this third element. It's not likely to happen. It's a well, you very you called it you called it mystical, but really, what it is is blind faith that it's going to happen. I don't know if it's blind faith because you're actually. You're acting with a clear vision, so I'm not sure what's blind about it. Well, it's it's undying faith. It's it's faith that cannot be questioned, right? Because you already believe it's happened. Yeah, I, I don't know if faith is the right word. I mean, the the way I uh, I think about it is, it's a deep acceptance. It's, it's <laughs> okay. It's like I give thanks and gratitude that this has already happened. It's just a matter of time before I get there. Yeah. Oh, I have to spend five years toiling? I'm going to put in five years in toil. But I've already given thanks and acceptance and gratitude in my heart that I've accomplished it. You know what's interesting about it, though, is that it requires discipline to wake up every day to have this belief. Bingo, hit it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it requires discipline, right? Like, you, you would have to be able to wake up every day with the discipline or mm. with the... Okay, what? Wh- however, you want to describe it, I, I keep I keep going to like faith. That's or fine. Belief, you can say faith. Yeah. belief. Yeah, like, belief. Yeah, I keep going to that because it's very easy to fall out of belief. People, even the very most easy. faithful, yes, Job, even or or Jesus on the cross, even at that, even the most faithful have moments of doubt, doubt, yeah. and doubt is important. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the flip side of the coin, okay? And this, I think, which maybe you're getting at. If you keep banging your head against the wall, maybe may- that's not the right. Maybe path. you should stop. Right? <laughs> at what point are you? No, going- but I'm determined. I have right. faith. I'm gonna just keep banging my head till I, I I get through. Exactly. So there is again, as we've said in many podcasts, there's a certain wisdom and a certain balance that has to enter this this uh, paradigm. So. You spent 15 years trying to accomplish a goal, and you've made no progress whatsoever, and you're doing all these things. Maybe you're either not doing it right, or that's not meant for you. Now, to make the statement, that's not meant for you, is bringing in things like providence into the equation, which some people don't believe, right? Correct. So now we've entered the realm of uncertainty and complexity. Because it, it now you're in a situation where what is my world okay, view? Now I see what why. is reality. How do I engage right. so that I am actually pragmatically within the folds of what's possible I, I, in reality? I think that's why you're calling it mystical. Yeah, right. Because it's bizarre. It's, it, it's not bizarre. It's it, yeah. It's amorphous. It can change. It's like if you have it's if you have this position, what's going to make you stop after 15 years of banging your head against the wall? Like people are telling you, this is not for you. you. This is not in your destiny because you have it. Yeah, I, Thomas Edison said the only difference between yeah. me and the next guy is I tried one more time than they did. Exactly. Right. So it, it's. Then, I think it was Edison. The, then it becomes, yeah, is this person insane, right? So you see how yeah. it can get into an extreme situation where, wait a minute here, this is beyond what's like feasible. So you bring it back down to earth and you say, look, I have a goal. It's clear in my mind. I'm putting in daily effort. Yeah, it's not perfect. Some days I'm 
more productive than other days. But within a reasonable amount of time that you have to determine for yourself, I'm going to give it this amount of time, and I'm truly going to have gratitude and acceptance that I've accomplished this goal. And then you have to see what happens. But the reality is there will come a time where maybe this is not meant for you, and you just have to you have to stop. You know, uh, one of these actors, you know the guy who was in the office, what's his name? Steve Carell? Not, not Steve Carell. He's that young kid who ended up doing... Um, uh, the, uh, oh, he made the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the couple of movies. You know, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. There was an interview with him. And Je- <clears throat> is Krakow or something? Um, uh, no, no, no. What's his name? He ended up, he ended up doing um, that TV show where he plays a CIA agent. What, what, what's his name? Yeah, the Jack Ryan show. Yeah, that one. That <laughs> one. That actor, right? Yeah, the John Krasinski. Thank you, that guy. Yeah. Um, so there was an interview with him on one of these talk shows, and, and he basically like he told his mom he wants to be an actor. She supported him. He went to New York. Failed at everything. Couldn't get any gig whatsoever. He's waiting tables. Calls his mom in October. He's like, I've given it my time. I'm coming home. Um, you know, he's asking his mom for, uh, you know, he's letting her know that he's failed. Here's what she told him. She said, okay, you've, you've given it a shot, but just wait it out till the end of the year. Just wait until December and then come back, you know, in the new year. He said, okay, fine. Three weeks later, he gets the part for the office. Oh. And that changes his whole career. So just wait one more second. He gave up. He actually yeah, gave up. Yeah. But simply just circumstance, right? So that's another example where he basically like was very pragmatic. He said, you know what? I'm done with this. I've given it the amount of time. And then boom, look at what happens. So what do you call that? That's providence. He was meant. How, how else do you explain that? You know? So again, there is an unseen realm of things happening that we can't control. So you're not fully in control of your destiny because life isn't yours. You're, you are part of life. You're riding a wave. So even though I'm saying these three elements are important, it does not mean it's going to happen 100% of the time. But what I have experienced is that it is more likely to happen. The reason I say it's mystical is because element number three engages you in something that you're not truly familiar with or truly understand. Perhaps it's providence. Perhaps it's it's a connection to something deeper that we don't fully understand. And so it brings in elements that are uh, beyond easy explanation or understanding. But one thing I do know is that it works. For me, uh, very improbable things in my life have, have happened because I've used that. Now you could say, well, that's anecdotal, that's extremely biased. Sure, those are fair arguments. But that's that's the experience. And I think a lot of people have had those experiences too. I think others have have talked about, you know, this uh, the power of gratitude and and acceptance of something before it actually manifests. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about like so in the example of Krasinski here. You know, was it just luck? It could have been luck, yeah. But then well, again, what is we, luck? Well, we've talked about luck. Luck has to do with the chance and randomness and. We've what? We've dispensed with that. Did you just say randomness? We've dispensed with it. So there is no luck. There is the appearance of luck. Things appear to be lucky. It, it's a cause and effect. It's the same phenomenon we've discussed on other podcasts. Right. Is that you don't see all the causal events and the causal chain that leads to an effect that you call luck. We don't have that level of understanding to all the 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 behind the scenes in reality. Right? There's things happening that we don't know what's happening. The causal chain. The causal which chain. starts where, presumably? It goes With the Big Bang? It goes back to God, basically, goes, right? Well, okay, well, say you don't believe in God. Like, it just starts with whatever set the whole thing in motion. Well, it, when you dispense randomness, it, you inevitably destroy atheism, and you end up with, with a creator. Well, well, you, you, well, you end up with that there, there may be something. There's, there's, like you said last time in one of the podcasts, there is a... Um, uh, there is... A, a you begin to see that things are being pushed in a certain direction. And when things are being pushed in a certain direction, like why this and not that, it connotes that there is a movement, and there's a reason behind that movement, right? Like it's taking a path here for a reason. It's not just random, right? So, I mean... The, the waves don't randomly show up on the shore. Correct, correct, exactly. Right? There, yeah. there, there's, there's a lot of forces that went in. So allow... many things led to the waves right. crashing Cra- in that cra- pattern. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, it goes back to those things we discuss in, in those podcasts. So when you say, you know, the uh, what's his last name again? Kaczynski or? Krasinski. Krasinski, yeah. It, it appears like luck, 
But if he went back and investigated every single phone call that that agency made and that thing, and he traces it back, he begins to see a, a logic, a rationale behind why they selected him. And then he, reasons begin to appear. Also, he has been applying himself. He's been going to school. He's been every day, jobs. right? He's been, he's been in toiling, he's been toiling. He's right. been, he thinks about it. He dreams about right. it at effort, night. Effort, 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 vision, He's vision, it effort. Right. One and two, one and two, one and two. Uh-huh. Right. So vision and, yep. and action. Yep. But finally getting to a point where he just feels like, you know, I'm just not going to make it. Calls his mom and then bingo. So maybe this is an example where he did not engage number three. He didn't really believe. He, but it still happened because that's where providence comes in. That's where... It you just know, landed on his lap. It just, it just, and he was prepared. He was ready. But he was prepared. I always, we used to say this like luck. There's no such thing. Luck really right. means opportunity plus preparedness equals luck, right? Yes. And I guess what I'm saying is that what I'm the insight I'm bringing to this podcast. What I'd like to share and have you reflect on it is that if you use element number three, you will achieve larger goals, harder goals, bigger goals than than beyond what you can imagine. But you have to first accept that into your psyche, into your sphere of, of yeah. So of I, I I think that it number three does not. It I don't think it helps define discipline. I think discipline is required for number three. Correct. So it can't be part of the definition. Right. Right. It Dis- is some, right. Yeah. It's 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 an element under the rubric of discipline. Yeah. It's something that's part of because let's say you have all the discipline in the world, but there's no life in it. There's no passion. The people around you are going to sense that. They're not going to be impressed by it. What is the point of discipline? So you're right. We'll back up a second yeah. to really understand. This. What is the point of okay. discipline? Okay, thank you for that question. That's a great question because let, let's clarify this a little bit. I believe discipline really has two uh, components to it. One is the mechanical. It's you got to do A to get to B to get to C to get to D. It's a sterile, mechanical, robotic operation. It's your to-do list. You got to get these done by this date. Then there is the belief, the spirit, the energy, the vision that this is what I am going to do against all odds. And I don't care if I fail. Discipline is like the tool required, right? It's 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 like it's a it's, tool. It's it, okay. It's the quantifiable. These are the things I got to do X, Y, and Z. And it's the formless, unquantifiable spirit. It's the vision. It's the enthusiasm. It's the determination. It's your human. It's your human power. It's the hammer I need to get the nail into the wall, right? But the hammer isn't going to hit the nail without an arm, without a beating heart that slams it down. But that's outside of discipline, isn't it? I think it's part of it. That's interesting. It's all required. I think it's all required. Okay, so discipline by itself. It serves me- it, nothing. It's not it, just mechanical. There's no. There, it doesn't no. serve. Any it has purpose. no power. It has nothing. Right. Right. You're just disciplined to be disciplined. No, we're looking at outcomes. Right. Like there, it has to be an outcome from the discipline. How many filmmakers are there who are technically wizards, but they don't touch the audience? How many musicians can compose technical wizardry, but they're not like Hans Zimmer? Why? Oof. Because. Oh. Okay, you got me there. You're. Technical operation has to be infused with your spirit, with your soul, your power, your consciousness, whatever that is. Your your presence, your charisma has to be infused by it. Right. So I could be an actor, an actor who's technically amazing is not going to have screen presence unless their soul comes out. There's something else. We were talking about this yesterday when we were talking about um, Pacino. Well, Pacino, but you know some of the newer actors like. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, dude. Who I think is he's he is something else. I think he's the greatest living like, actor. A, right? As great as DiCaprio is, he's another level above him. I see DiCaprio is magnificent. I mean, he's done yeah. tons of films. He's been nominated. He's won. He's clinical. But you know yeah. the I, which is no knock to him. This no is, knock. This to is him. not a critic criticism of Cap- DiCaprio. No, not at all. But not there all. is a distinction between what. I think Joaquin Phoenix is able to do and evoke on screen versus a movie like The Revenant, which which DiCaprio was fantastic in. But I, to your point, it felt like an exercise in the technical just for him to get an Academy Award. The, I, I cannot break out of— Do you know what Joaquin Phoenix did to me when I saw The Joker? He broke my heart. Oh. My heart was broken. Well, and, and my favorite performance of yeah. his is, is Gladiator. 
when he was much younger. That was he another does, epic he does something in that performance. He's frightening in that performance. He's frightening. He's frightening. He's weak. He, you, you despise he's, he's him. Despicable. But then somehow you feel sympathetic for him. Right, right. He does something that is it, it's timeless. It's it, this it's, is it's better than what Russell Crowe did in the movie. That is even though he's the hero of the film. That is the domain of element number three. Okay. That is the domain. So when you are you you you're in a state of it's a state of power. I, I guess another way <clears throat> excuse me, another way. This is why we need to talk about this because it's hard to actually understand and even to articulate. But number three is a mechanism of power. It's a gateway to power. And by power, I mean, okay, what is power? How is electricity working here? Because there's power in it. There's work and there's power. And there, boom, you get light. Just like the sun is a controlled explosion. That's power. Power has elements that are measurable and elements that are formless and immeasurable. And so that's what makes a human being unique, is that you have powers you're not aware of. And they're actually the powers of the mind. And they, maybe maybe they can't twist reality or change reality, but they can certainly engage you into reality. They can put you on a path where you're accelerated to the outcome. Because you're actually more engaged in reality. You're not changing reality. You're becoming one with it, with what is actually possible. And almost exceeding it. You're showing people, you're showing, uh, if you take this to it, its extreme, right? Here, we're, we're not just talking about the, di- the discipline of a soldier waking up and living a, a regimented life. That's a mechanical one. Right. Well, but still necessary, still required. It's we, absolutely we need necessary. Soldiers. We I'm, need, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not uh, but, denigrating but, but, it. But it's, there's more to it. Is you're what I'm looking saying. at at something at the highest levels, right? Like Correct. you're seeing what does it take to be at the highest levels, or to not even necessarily highest levels for you just to achieve a difficult goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and there's this thing like to say I'm going to put my mind to it. If you truly put your mind to it, you're more likely to achieve it. But it takes more than that. It takes um, I'm going to put my mind, not my brain. Yeah. Not just the neurons firing every day. Just look at the words we use. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to use the mind. They're signposts. They reveal semantics, meaning, right? So, yeah, that's that's. this is why this topic is interesting because it can be very useful and instructive. People can try this in their personal lives. You know, this operation of having gratitude and calmness about, like, let's say you have this very difficult goal and you keep failing, but you're calm you totally accept that you're going... It's 100% guaranteed you're going to succeed. You accept that as a possibility. You're going to be very calm. No matter how many failures or doors are slammed in your way, you persist, you persist, you persist. There's an endurance that comes from the power. Now, people come say, ah, oh, it's magical thinking. That's just that's just a no, mental I, trick. Okay, so you... I wish... I, I hope you do talk about some of your own personal experiences. I will tell you the experience in endoscopy and doing some of the hardest procedures that you know that are around in the in the realm of endoscopy the the people that are the most successful we call like in endo, in endoscopy we call them wizards yeah like oh my gosh you see what he did oh man i don't know how he did that that, that guy's a wizard <laughs> yeah exactly he's a wizard because Wizardry. he's he's <laughs> using everything you just employed not yeah. just the technical skill not just the vision not just the action but the belief, yes, remain calm against all I, odds. I, I have, yeah. I, I'm failing. I, I'm I'm trying to do this procedure and I'm failing at this. I'm not going into a lot of the technical details. Sure, but, sure. But I'm failing and I'm not doing it. They're calm. Yeah. I've seen the. I've seen people yeah. do this. Where I'm looking at it, going, I don't know how he's going to do this. Yeah. And I'm sure people in the surgical specialties, maybe even in yeah. your own, yeah. have experienced this where you're watching somebody more gifted, more talented, maybe, yeah. perhaps, but somebody with this third component that Correct. just knows they can do it. That's, that's they what, have a belief that the wire yeah. is going to go into the right position. After I get it, I'm going to confirm it, and after that, I'm going to be able to place... It's Yoda. The, it's the Jedi Knight. It's it's the person who doesn't just have the, the swordsmanship. They have the spirit of of defeating you know their enemy. You know, it's it's you know, it's like may the force be with it's, you. There, there's a level you know? of confidence that's required. Correct. But it's more yeah. than confidence. It's more, it's more than confidence. It, it's in fact. The I reason, keep coming back to belief in self. I know but, that, that's why I say it's mystical because how do you? How do we define this? What are the words? I want to define it. Yeah. What are the words to employ to explain this sense of utter belief 
that is actually rooted in a deep sense of gratitude and acceptance of the outcome before it has manifested. Do you know I've asked these guys? I, I asked myself, how did yeah. you do that? How yeah, yeah, what did I say? How do you get that wired there? How did you do well, I don't know, just, just kept doing it till I got it there. I cannot believe that answer. Because I want to break it. That's an incomplete answer. It is. They're not I, telling you the mechanism. They're not yeah. telling me. Maybe they don't know. Maybe right? they don't know. Maybe it was just a little movement with the finger. Maybe it was. They're in a trance. Know. They're in a meditative state. They're like, we're going to get this. Boom. I mean, the, the, the complexity involved in yeah. being able to do some of these procedures. I mean, you're talking about a tremendous amount of variables, right? Yeah. And they're able to negotiate all those variables and yet still achieve what would be considered to many people to be the impossible. Yeah. How did you get that? How did you do this? How did you cannulate this? Yeah. How did you How did you get this stent in? Like, That's this right. Was, this was an impossible task. That's right. Yet? Very few people can do it, but this person did it. You know, my dad. It's know, belief. It's my, my my dad always had this statement. It's interesting. You know, God rest his soul. He said, um, I, as a kid, I remember him saying this so many times. He said, if one human being on the planet can do it, that means I can do it. So he had this idea that if if it is it, as fallible and as limited a human being is. No matter how talented they are, if they physically can manifest that, it means he can. Now he may not be as good as that person, but damn sure he's going to get close. Hmm. Because because a, a single human being accomplishing one goal is a template for you to do the same. So that means any impossible thing that somebody does means you can do it. And we'd be remiss to not bring up sports, fighting, everything. Um, you know, even our right. previous discussion on on uh, on this. You know, we. Uh, would be remiss not to mention how applicable this is Absolutely. to to the fee- how how important yeah. not just discipline like if Novak Djokovic my favorite tennis player sure. just just wakes up every day and follows a disciplined which he does by the way the guy is extraordinarily disciplined of course he is to be right? that successful right. I mean you have to be supremely disciplined versus one of his uh, contemporaries um, Nick Kyrgios who lacks discipline. I mean, he, he doesn't... Is that true? Does he like... I don't know. Well, I it? mean, he portrays a sense yeah. of, well, you know, I wake up, I play three hours of basketball, I hit yeah. hit hit the ball for an hour, and uh, I can still make it to the finals of Wimbledon. Ah, but have you won 23 Grand okay. Slam titles? That's the difference, right? That's Because yeah. he lacks discipline. I think that's what, yeah. ultimately what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. He has some level of discipline. Sure, he has a goal. He wants to be a tennis player. Sure, he wants to get to the finals. He, he, he puts in action. But but I, I would say what what Nick Kyrgios is missing is is perhaps this number three again, you know. And I, I hate to pick on him. We picked on him on a previous podcast, but to me, it's a tragic figure because there is so much talent. Well, out he's there. extremely talented, right? right? But but to get there, and we don't even we're we're talking about the extremes of human accomplishment and achievement here. We don't need to always point out the extremes we as you said we can just apply this to even just our daily lives of goals we have of of things we want to accomplish in our life how are we going to do it to do it without that third component that's a great point actually i'm sorry to finish your point you reminded me of something that we you and i've discussed offline before which is a really important element that mental psychological state or configuration that involves these three elements what happens when you're like that, you change your environment. And here's how it changes. You exude information. Like what is inside of you comes out and people are able to perceive it. They're called vibes. So when you're at a conference or you're meeting people over dinner, or whatever, they see something in you even when you're sitting still and not seeing a single word. I, don't know, I can't quantify this it's now. Called pre- it's called well, just bear with me. <laughs> it's called presence, or maybe as you're talking, there's something about the way you say things that attracts people. They look at you and say, "We exude confidence." Well, it, maybe it's not. It's beyond confidence. It's something charisma, whatever it may be. That belief Vibes. that you have, that gratitude. See, when you're in element three and you have gratitude and you have comfort that you have already accomplished the goal, even though you're still toiling, everyone around you looks at you and says, "He's a very accomplished person." But have you accomplished it yet? No. But they think you have. Why do they think you have? Because of your energetic state, which is being perceived by them. So you're changing without saying a word even. Or you may be talking you're about... You're affecting the environment. Your your vibe. The field. Your, the, your, your the vibe. The future. Your vibe is being picked up by everyone in that room. And they look at you and say, 
there's something different about this person. I like him. You know what? Let's write a paper with this person. Let's invite them to join our company or whatever it may be, whatever your, your field is. You start to impact their internal state and what they think about you without you saying or doing anything by your presence. Because when you operate, that's why I call it mystical. When you operate in that third element, you change how everybody else thinks about you without doing anything. This is so applicable to everyday life. It's very powerful. And, and I've experienced this repeatedly in my life without going through examples. I've written about it in my own journal. But um, if I did not see this working in my life and believe in it in a reproducible fashion, I would not even uh, declare it as something that is uh, useful for people. So um, it's very important your, what's happening inside of your mind. So what you believe about yourself and in your mind, other people see in you without you ever saying a word to them. So the discipline is in developing a conduct that influences the external environment to enable your success. The environment has to bend to your will. It we, has to be what you to your success. What you believe other people perceive about you without you saying a word. Mm -hmm. It comes out. This is probably why Kanye West succeeded, right? Early in his career. There's something. He There's had an incredible belief, but he also had, you know, he talks about locking himself in his basement for yeah. four summers, yeah. just making beats every day, right. like that kind of discipline. Yeah. He had a vision, he had a goal, he had intense action. But he also had this. He already knew he was gonna. He was the best. What you believe about yourself, truly and deeply, your most deeply held belief about yourself or your goal, is exuded into the outside world. Because human beings are, after all, also animals, and we can perceive vibes. We can see things about people. We don't understand why we see them, but we feel something about that person. Hmm. Like you, sometimes it's subconscious. Like they don't know why they have these thoughts, or even the thoughts may not be yet within the conscious realm, but. You know, months later when they're, you know, talking about you or they're thinking about inviting you for, they're, you know, something about this guy that I like. Let me invite him. Let me, you know. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden opportunities happen in your personal life, in your career life. And, and it, it really has, it doesn't have to do with your accomplishments. And it, that's part of it. That's the mechanical, right? That's your output. But there's something deeper about your personality, your charisma, your character that comes out. Yeah, I, And I, is perceivable and changes your environment, and so how people respond, right? I, but I also think that this is deeply personal. I think when Very you start personal. trying to vocalize it or say it out loud... You'll weaken it. Yeah, you're going to weaken it. You, another another hand... Yeah, I mean, just dropped it again. It is deeply personal. You must contain it, almost keep it within yourself. You know, yeah. not, not to the point where you don't act based yeah. upon those... Yeah, I mean, you don't have to declare Beliefs. it. You don't even have to say it. Don't even don't keep it a secret either. Right. Just, you, like you if know. you walked around every day, like say say you're. I'm going to pick something very superficial here. Like say your goal is to become a millionaire, but every day you walk around <laughs> and say to people, "Yeah, I already have a million dollars. I already have." It's preposterous. That, that's affecting your environment in a way that maybe is not going to be. That's effective. negative. That's so, counterproductive. So, so this thing right? that we're discussing is internal. It's internal. It's counterproductive for you to go around saying things. Those are silly things to say. However, you must if believe you, that. If, if, yeah. if, it, if it is, if it's, if it's transmuted in a way, the internal is transmuted in a way where you conduct yourself, where you influence people's right. perception it's, it's in subtle. a positive way. It's nuanced and subtle. Right. You can be talking about baseball. But you're actually saying something completely different. Right. So I'm I'm in a cocktail party. I'm talking about baseball, but you're exuding the future you've already accepted for yourself. They, they look at that person and say, there's something different about this person. I believe in this person. I like this person. Yeah, I, I like want to help person. him succeed. And, and you, the you, universe bends to your will. The society. I mean, not to your yeah, will, but I mean, you know, well, well, bends well, to your... I'm not sure if it's bending, but you're, you're actually getting on a highway. You're on an on-ramp or an off-ramp that's taking you in the right track is the way I look at it. What's, what's really happening is that, remember, when you have gratitude, you've already accomplished the goal, you're calm. You may be enthusiastic. You may have, you know, you may get energized by people and ideas, but you're still deep down inside secure and calm because you've already won. You're also focused. 
extremely. And you've talked about this ever since I've known you. Right. Like a laser. Don't be a bomb. Be a laser. <laughs> be a laser. Right. Because a bomb diffuses its energy. A laser can cut through steel. I want I want ill-tempered catfish with lasers on their head. Can we get that? Exactly. That's a reference to Austin Powers. What a great movie. Your your <laughs> your your movie uh, memorabilia, your uh, is is extensive. The guy has sat and watched he, a lot of movies. You're literally a Rolodex. Mm, yeah. Well, of movie references. I'm pretty disciplined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about watching me. my movies. So. so 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 just to reflect a little yeah. bit. Uh, I appreciate you actually considering this, but well, I, mean, I think you've enhanced, the, at least in my mind here. You know, I'm, I'm I don't know. I haven't studied the literature on discipline or, or seen the book, uh, every book on it. But I feel like you've enhanced my understanding. You know, I think when we discuss discipline, it's it's real. Well, you, you get up every day and you do what you got to do, and that's discipline, right? And you get, you look for the goal. But I really appreciate what you're bringing to this discussion because it shows you that, and and I this is where. This is why we're doing this. We're trying to right. understand reality. How is it the internal belief? Right. right. Uh, again, I use the word belief. I apologize, but no, it's this good. internal yeah. acceptance, this this I- internal gratitude. understanding, yeah. gratitude that it has already happened. How does that actually change the outside? Don't know. Don't know. But but it, but it happens. It works. But I think yeah. we we we've started <laughs> down the path a little bit of trying to understand it. Maybe somebody, but, but I wonder, see, because we, we mentioned that, you know, by even vocalizing this or by, by observe, by, by being aware, like too aware of it to the point where you're declaring it every day, it loses power. Like the observation of it, it becomes very difficult. We're not going to be able to, can you study this scientifically? It's implicit, not explicit. It is implicit. This is actually, I think one of the secret ingredients of massive uh, success in life and in career is that, People are running a different program. They're running another operation. And I think people really undercut themselves and people harm themselves because of bad beliefs, uh, false beliefs. I mean, even in the four agreements, you remember Don Miguel Ruiz um, uh, talks about those parasitic voices in your mind that completely subvert. Well, he says that the sabotage. brain is a parasite. Yeah, they, they, it sabotages your ability to function. So, um, uh, you know, all of this was discovered by just living life. Like, I, I experienced and I reflected upon what was happening inside of me, that inner space, and I began to see a pattern. And that's why, you know, I mentioned it as, as three elements, and the third being almost mystical because it's hard to explain how that operation happens. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but one thing, one thing, <coughs> pardon me, one thing is true is that we all believe in vibes. We all can sense things about people intuitively. Intuitively, and and you know, somebody walks in, you can tell that person is sick or you know mad or whatever. That you can see, perceive things about about you know people within a certain range of environment, right? In a room or uh, in, in in proximity, there is something going on there. And I think you know what you believe deep down inside somehow exudes into the external world. There is an impact and an effect without you having to say or, or almost do anything, right? So, wow, man! I think on that note, we've kind of hit um, we hit rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say I think we, we we kind of hit a moment where here where we're gonna have to take some reflection, yeah. maybe come back. Um, but I, who knew? You know, a topic maybe uh, which can be looked at so superficially as discipline is so incredibly important and deep and complex I think, and I think you can requires title. investigation. Yeah, That's yeah, why we're here in the lab, busting I, it out. I think y'all. you gave me an idea. You might even want to call this mystic discipline or the mystical aspects of discipline, you know? I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, <coughs> well, I, I, uh, I was going to try to play some uh, <clears throat> Tribe Called Quest for us, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. I don't think so. No. You're breaking the rules. You're undisciplined, man. Come on. I am so undisciplined. You're, un- you're going to undergo disciplinary action at the end but of this. Let's bust out the vibes. <laughs> okay, y'all. I'm sorry. I had to do that. We may have to bleep that out, but uh, I'm going to get going. What yep. about you, sir? Adios, amigos. Adios. Let's run the music. Until next time. This is the QR lab. See what we're doing here? 
trying to bring information. We're trying to ask questions. Be a part of this community. Be involved. Question what it is you're here to do, why you're doing it, and what it holds for you. That means everything. Write your comments. Let us know what you think. Peace out. Adios. The QR Lab. We want to emphasize that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our own, and they do not reflect the official policies or positions of our employers and places of employment or any of their affiliates. Additionally, our discussions on this podcast should not be considered professional advice or endorsements of any particular organizations, products, or individuals. We're here to share our thoughts and stimulate conversation, but we encourage you to do your own research and form your own opinions.